Get In Losers, we're talking about our feelings. Okay, welcome story to the podcast. Story and I have been talking for like 10 minutes or so um, about kind of what we wanted this episode to be. We knew since we've been, you know, proposing this idea that we wanted it to be about sorority life and pretty much did we like want it to be negative or did we just assume it would be negative? I think we assumed it would be negative because we both (laughs) had similar experiences and they weren't that great. So I feel like it's good to prepare people for, like you said, the good, the bad, and the ugly before they make that commitment because it is a big commitment. It's like a good four years of your life and it's a lot of money. So So Story and I both on TikTok were definitely seeing a lot of the mainly Alabama rush recruitment, wasn't it? It was definitely Mm -hmm. like a lot of Southern schools that had recruitment. So it would have been like early to mid August that this was like super viral on TikTok. And it was just like a bunch of girls sharing their day by day outfits and how they felt about recruitment and what was going on. And it seemed like the internet was so interested in sororities and how they worked and all the ins and outs of that entire world because it is so foreign to people that aren't in it, you know? Yeah. And I, so I'm in digital marketing and I think why it was so, why it was like trending is because we've never had a medium or a channel where people could be in on that before because before you know video wise it's just it was just like snapchat instagram that sort of thing you don't have we didn't have something like tiktok yeah and we didn't have like trending videos like that and so yeah i just think i think that's i think that's why it actually was trending like people were actually able to be like behind the scenes with it but also I think with Alabama Rush um or that specific school the accents were so fucking funny (laughs) yeah I think maybe that's like what enticed people at first but then they actually started getting interested in it and like picked girls that they liked and who they wanted to get into what house and it's almost like a sped up reality tv show and it's very raw reality because it's something like social media where the person gets to the person gets to decide how they want to be portrayed and they can edit their video however um so it almost had like a reality show essence and especially with something like recruitment where you're getting matched with houses and you're ranking houses and you're ranking girls um it's very game show-esque you know? Okay. So for context, Story and I um, started college at the same time. We both went to USI in 2014. Um, Mm -hmm. And Story rushed what we call formal recruitment. Do you want to kind of talk about how that process worked? Yes. So with the Alabama rush thing, um, basically, 
it's called bid day whenever you get your bid. And that means you've been invited to this sorority. Um, but to get to that point, it's a process that takes a week. Um, so I think I want to say we started on like, it was like a Friday or a Sunday. I think it was like a Sunday or something like that. And then, yeah, I think bid day was Saturday. Um, and so that very first day you go and you sign up and you visit each sorority and you have to visit each sorority on the very first day because you have to give them all a chance. Um, and basically without getting too detailed, um, they will then put which girls they want after, after day one. And then you will make a list ranking your top sororities. And then you come back the next day and um, some sororities don't want, wouldn't want you at all. And some this sororities- shit, like, this shit is so calculated, like mm-hmm. how many girls yeah. they're allowed to invite back versus mm-hmm. they even are like ranking you during this, like, you know, giving you a one through 10 or whatever about how well you would do in the sorority or mm-hmm. they can't outwardly say looks, but it's no. like, I feel, well, I felt that it was. You can definitely, you definitely get the vibe of each sorority and what they're looking for, because the minute you step in, you, you just get the vibe of how they are. Yeah. And so if you want to be in that sorority, all you have to do is kind of like adapt yourself. If you really, you know, if you really wanted that sorority, but right. Yeah. I mean, we've both been on the other side too. So we could talk about that, like us judging girls. Right. Um, but yeah, it's like every day you come in and there's a chance like your sorority that you want doesn't even want you. Yeah. Um, or maybe they just ranked you low. So now you're going to have to try like really hard to get it. And it definitely is like mind fuckery. Yeah. I think the biggest part that's like the mind fucking is the very first day um, they drop a lot of people. And I remember when we were on the other side, they were like, we, we can only have like 50% of these girls. Mm-hmm. So you, a lot of girls went in. I had a friend at the time. She did not have one sorority want her back after oh. day one. Oh, that makes and me I, so sad. She was my closest friend so far um, at the college. And we both wanted the same one. And it was so depressing. I didn't know what to do. But then the new sorority started, remember? The new sorority yeah. started after yeah. afterwards, and so all the girls that didn't get a sorority, they just joined the new sorority because it was open. Yes, I do Christmas. remember that. But, yeah. Um, yeah, so basically on bid day, you don't even know what sorority you are getting at bid day, but you sign. Do you remember when – oh, you didn't do that. Sorry. But you sign, like, I accept whatever sorority I get, and I will join it. Ooh. And you don't even know, which obviously like – <laughs> I got the sorority I wanted, so it was fine. Um, <laughs> You're like, it worked out for people. me, so it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I originally didn't want that one. Um, but um, I guess we can say which one it is. But What made uh, you want the sorority that you chose? Like, what? What made you want? Do you remember why you wanted that sorority? Um, we can just say the names, right? Because I don't really yeah, give I a don't fuck care. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I originally wanted DZ. Mm-hmm. And I think you did too, right? Didn't you want yeah. DZ? Yeah, I did. So my interpretation of DZ at the time um, was just that they were like really, at least the girls I had met so far, they were really like lively and bubbly and like fun. And so that's just what I wanted. I was like, oh, that's what I want in a friend. That's how I kind of am. Um, and then on day one, I opened the door and they were fucking screaming in my face really? you remember how 
remember they were like it's like intense cheerleading it's like super yeah oh no <laughs> I keep forgetting that you didn't go through yeah, it. yeah so I went so, through um let me just tell you really quick like story yeah, yeah, went yeah. through the more traditional it's called formal recruitment so she had the very traditional sorority experience of like different days and bid day and you know recruitment you have to you have to wear a certain thing yeah on like this it's, it's very and... specific it's very rules-based and traditional i rushed spring semester so like 15 other girls it was very informal um i didn't have like anything really that like she's referring to but i understand it from a recruiting side because after i was in that first semester we did recruitment again and i was already a part of the sorority so mm -hmm. i understand it like from that side but yeah okay take it away <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> um so dz their tactic is they are like <laughs> like cheerleaders on drugs basically what? um and they and they want you to be a cheerleader on drug on drugs like legit they want you to bring like so much enthusiasm and like to me it just felt like very fake um i just i thought instantly i thought there's no way i'm gonna make friends because that was why i joined like i wanted to make friends because mm -hmm. i you know new college experience blah, yeah. blah blah just the normal yeah and yeah i was like there's no way i'm gonna make friends because it just feels fake and there's no way I'm going to be able every year for recruitment to be screaming and mm -hmm. cheering like this all the time. And it just felt, it already felt like work. Um, so I did not, I can't remember. I think I just ranked them low. Um, I don't think I dropped them because you can select like, I don't want the sorority at all. I don't think I did that. But um, anyways, when I walked into Gamma Phi Beta, <laughs> the sorority we were in, um, it was the exact opposite. It was so chill. Um, they, their chant at the time was like very soft and like, just like very welcoming. And the, the two people I talked to were like, we were just laughing the entire time. Um, I just felt like they immediately got me. I got them and I was like, okay, that is the only sorority I've gotten like a genuine vibe from like, yeah. just like a genuine conversation. And so I ranked them number one and then it didn't change. Yeah. Then, But um, the thing about sororities that you don't think about is you choose a sorority based on the people that are already in it. And then every year, since there's new people all the time, it constantly is changing. Yes. So I felt like I signed up for something that changed like immediately. And then I didn't like what it changed into. Right. You know people um, that way. Right. And it's very easy because I felt the same way with Gamma Phi. I really connected with a lot of the older girls. Mm -hmm. um, one of the girls had gone to my high school, and so I knew her. And another one of the girls who was older at the time had been in student government with me for the first semester, so I knew her. And then, of course, like you and Michaela, who was my roommate at the time. Um, so that definitely swayed me to join Gamma Phi over DZ, even though... I liked DZ better, you know? Mm. So I thought 100% you were going to go DZ. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like they both texted me and said like, you know, whatever, like we have a spot for you. Like if you would like to join us or whatever, because again, it was like very informal. Um, mm -hmm. And so I got to pick and I remember like thinking that night, like 
I, okay, I think I'm going to go DZ. Like, because that's just what I felt. And then, like, you know, like, talking to Michaela and stuff. And so I definitely, like, was swayed into peer pressure, <laughs> I think. Oh, man. I mean, I feel like you, like, like you adapted well, though. Like, I feel like you, you made friends and yeah, stuff like and that. I mean, really, obviously, like, you eventually dropped. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, like, important enough because I really was just doing it, again, like you said, just to, like, make extra friends. It wasn't, I didn't know that it was such a fucking commitment, like this fucking, Mm -hmm. like, they tell you when you're rushing or they told us at least that it was on average, a three hour a week commitment. What the fuck? (laughs) No, No, I would say your chapter meeting, which is like your weekly meeting is three hours. Yeah. But that, <laughs> there's so much more that you're goes You're expected into it. to, like, be with your sisters at all times. If you're not in class, you should be hanging out with them. Like, you should be at the house. You should, you're either at an event or you're at a date party or you're at chapter or um, you're just, like, doing study sessions or whatever they made you do. Well, there was, like, requirements. It was, like, we had like six mixers with fraternities, for example, for a semester. And they were like, you have to go to four of the six. Yeah. So then you are like limited, you know what I mean? And obviously you have to get like study hours. So you have to make a certain grade. And for our sorority, we, our um, GPA was the only one that was like high. Um, I don't know if you remember that, but all the other sororities, they had to have like a 2.8. But for Gamma Phi, for some reason, we had to have a 3.0 GPA. Yeah. So ours was higher. And so it already puts this kind of um, expectation on you and like a Definitely. label and yeah, all of that. So there's like requirements that go into it. And if you want like a leadership position, that's even extra time. Yes. It's yeah. It's yeah. Yes. So give me the reason why you dropped. <laughs> okay. Um, mm, how do I put this? Um, so I would say I was thinking about, there's kind of a couple different things. I was thinking about dropping because like you said, I was friends with the older girls. Um, there were a few people I rushed with like Michaela, um, that I was close with. Um, so there were some people like I enjoyed being around, but my closest friends, um, they were a grade above me or a year above me. And so when they were graduating senior year, I kind of asked myself like, okay, what am I doing now? Cause I don't have anyone I'm close with. And so at the time I thought, well, you know, I haven't had a leadership position here yet. And so I wanted to try for that, but, um, yeah, never got one. So I ended up, um, starting the marketing club. I don't know if you know that. No, I didn't um, know that. That's awesome. I was like, no one's going to give me a leadership position. I'm going to make I'll one. <laughs> make one myself. I love it. <laughs> hey, it's still going today. So That's amazing. But um, not many yeah, people, people can say that they started a club in college that's still going, you know, that has active members. I know. It's like my, my one award. I'm like, so yeah. it's not even an award, but it's just something I'm proud of. But, it's better than um, an award. Yeah. Anyway, so it was kind of a mixture. Like, so I was like dying for a leadership position because at this point I was just paying so much money, you know, and I felt like I got friends out of it and I got experiences and stuff like that. But I don't know. I just felt like, okay, if if I'm not going to be here with my friends anymore, I want to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And that wasn't happening. But I think the biggest reason, the like biggest underlying reason to why I dropped was just like how much anxiety I had because I had never experienced anxiety before joining a sorority and I did not know 
what the hell was going on. Yeah. Um, but what do you I think? Mean, you can... Like looking back on it, what do you feel like caused that? Was it the peer pressure from the girls? Was it um, like what? It's kind of just like all of it together. Um, like just like expectations, obviously. Like just with grades, with you know, girls, there would be drama all the time, 24 yeah. seven. Like if you think you're going to join a sorority of a hundred girls and there's not drama. <laughs> yeah. Like, and yeah. I realized like, of course, like you said, I did, I do have like a couple friends still from sorority that like originated from sorority, but girls that I felt like I only was bonding with these girls because we were all miserable in the same place and all around each other. And yeah. all mis- so we had like a fucking trauma bond with these girls that we didn't <laughs> even, girls that like we didn't connect with, oh but that God. we were just constantly around. It's like the proximity principle. It's like you, you know what I mean? It's kind of like, I just didn't feel like I truly could be myself with anybody, which obviously was a me problem, but I don't know. I don't know. I'd never felt like I could really be myself either. It was just very catty. And like you said, drama filled and it felt like you were just paying to be bossed around and told what to Mm -hmm. do all the time and told where to fucking be and for how long to and what to sign up for. And oh my gosh, it's like, yeah, I felt like I was paying for drama and anxiety. Like, And I didn't, like I said, I didn't know what anxiety even was. But, you know, since there's so many girls too, it's like, if someone doesn't like you, then they just like, don't like you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there's not even anyone specific I'm thinking about, but it's just like, you know, for example, if there's like drama with, with someone else and then someone tells you about it, but then someone overhears it. And then that person tells someone that you two were talking about them and then that person comes to you and then it's literally just like fucking chaos and so yeah I just asked myself I was like why am I paying like I'm saving up working over the summer to pay for this yeah it just didn't it didn't make sense to me anymore yeah and how much was it story said she remembered because I couldn't remember how much it was like per semester or yours might have been different since you came in later but um your freshman year always cost the most um, and mm-hmm. I think all together, like for the year is like 1200. Um, so I would think much? it was like per, it was like 500 something p- per semester. Um, and plus you have like fees and stuff. Like I was thinking it was that. like 300 per semester, but it I is know... after. Okay. Sophomore year and above, it was like 363 mm-hmm. <laughs> was the exact number. I think it was, Yeah, it's such a big commitment that I felt like I did not have time for a job I know some some girls did that but I never understood how I felt like I didn't either I had a position in SGA and doing sorority and like college classes on top of that you know it felt like I did not have time for a job yeah and I I struggled my freshman year was the only year I didn't struggle like bad bad with grades but I kind of struggled and then I had to do study hours for the sorority for that. And then once I dropped the sorority, I had all A's. Mm-hmm. And it was because I actually had time, you know, right. I actually had time to do things and I wasn't stressing about it at right. all. Yeah. So it actually didn't help me with grades. Yeah. Even though it's supposed to. That's that's what they tell you to tell people. Right. But yeah, you're right. It's like 300 something per semester after. And granted, our sorority... Um, Someone had told me ours was the most expensive sorority as well on oh, campus. Oh, interesting. I knew they were like 
all about the same, but there were little variances. And then, of course, we've mentioned, like, if you didn't do something or, like, didn't show up to chapter or, like, for whatever reason, you could get fined for many, many reasons. I um, forgot about And so that, a lot yeah. of girls had a lot of fines. Like, I knew a girl that had, like, $100 over in fines for that semester. Like, it just, it seemed like, I don't know. I don't even know what they claimed the money goes to. I don't well, know. Well, it's like... When you're in it, some of it makes sense, right? They're like, okay, like we have a a social thing and we have all this food and stuff. It makes sense that like our money goes towards that. Right. And like, uh, like our freshman year, we had to buy, do you remember when we had to buy a, was it a ring? Freshman year? Oh no, it's a pen. Yes. You have to, you're required to buy a lot on top of those dues, like t-shirts and it's like a two hundred dollar diamond pin. Yeah, and that's that, the shit that's that we were required. required to have. But then you also just had random shit like, oh, it's day party, or oh, it's this like fun themed event that you just like want to buy stuff for, so you don't feel fucking left out, you know? Yeah. So it was like hundreds on top of that, you know. And you had to get all your shirts made if you wanted. So like the letters, just I don't know what you call your listeners, but. <laughs> <laughs> Do you call them besties? Sometimes. I don't know. I don't think I have like a cutesy thing. I think it's just like, hey, pals. I don't know. What's up, people? <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, I already forgot what I was going to say. But um, oh, like yeah, yeah. Shirts but, like the letters you see people wearing, they have like t-shirts and they have those block letters. Mm-hmm. That is like everyone has to create those t-shirts themselves. And so it's a t-shirt that's like embroidered like stitched with like specific um you know the the greek signs or whatever yeah and so it's like what was it like it'd be like 30 40 dollars just for one t-shirt oh easy yeah and you want to wear your letters because that's what you're paying for yeah and like you know when you get a little which is like a girl underneath you that you just kind of like mentor and just like our best friends with and you have like your sorority family but anyways when you get a little you like buy them hundreds of dollars worth of stuff it's just a very like privileged point to be in because not a lot of people can afford to spend Mm -hmm. thousands of dollars a semester on top of just the costs of college and living expenses that you have you know it's just very unattainable, I think. And I think maybe that's where some of the like stigma comes from sorority. I don't know. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's well deserved. Yeah, I kind of forgot about that paying like $200 for your littles stuff. And then they can drop you if they want to. Yeah. You know what I mean, like it yeah. can be like a week after you get your little and they can just drop you after you just spent $200 on them. Which is like, it just blows my mind. Yeah. But that also adds to the anxiety is like worrying about money if your parents aren't paying for it, you know? Right. And paying for college in general. Okay. I kind of wanted to touch on like how different it is, I guess. And it always bothered me like the culture and how different sororities and fraternities were because it just Mm -hmm. reinforces like the idea. It's so much more fun for guys, like the recruitment process and even being in a frat like yes they have rules and they have standards but it's nowhere near what a sorority goes through yeah we can talk about that i'd love to talk about that (laughs) yeah 
I don't know. And I was telling, we were talking before we, before we started recording, we were talking about the similarities between, not to be dramatic, but like the similarities between a cult and a sorority because... No, we, we can touch on that. That's yeah, fine. because it's like, you know, and I think some of it is shit that you would find in any traditional club, right? Compare it to student government. Um, you know, you have maybe a motto and you have a recruitment process. You have members, you have traditions, I, I would say. But for sororities, it was definitely you had to wear fucking white and no makeup and hold hands and sing songs and chant in the dark. And like, it's a little cultish. Like, am I wrong? No, you're not wrong at all. It literally, when I started dating my boyfriend, I had told him for the first time that I was in a sorority. I told you this earlier. And he was like scared of me for a bit because he was like, you were in a cult. I was like, no, I wasn't it's a sorority. And then once I started explaining it to him, he, like, I slowly figured out like, okay, this is, this is cultish activity. (laughs) Yeah. It's, I just think it's very dramatic and it's like, for what? Like, why is this? And I know that they just have such an emphasis on tradition and, and I guess traditionally sororities and fraternities have been around for a couple hundred years. Um, Mm -hmm. But I, I don't know that, I don't know that they've truly, like, I guess I'm trying to say, I think all the tradition stuff is just for show. I don't think anyone cares or anyone joins for that reason. Mm -hmm. I think, I don't even know why they're upheld, to be honest. Yeah, I think it's it's just like, at least what we were told is that it's just like a tradition thing everywhere. They're doing this and they have been doing it for so long. But if you think about cults and how they are is that usually you try to give people a sense of purpose that are looking for purpose um, and give them a higher type of thing to look at for purpose and then you make money off of it and so that's exactly I mean it is the same it is a legal cult in Mm -hmm. in actuality Mm -hmm. (laughs) if you look at cults it is um and it's just, I think it's just became, you know, like legal <laughs> and this fun, like club yeah. college thing to do, but no, it is the same type of, and the things we would do, like, is very similar to it. Like, yeah, we would dress in white and we would, you know, pass around a candle and we <gasps> sing something about and goats. a secret handshake. <laughs> <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> and I every, remember- every I remember, like, during recruitment, all the girls were, like, crying during their, like, initiation ceremony. It was, like, very heavy, and they, you know, were trying to make you feel like... They literally try to make you feel like this is, like, your wedding day. Like, this is, like, the most important fucking thing you're ever going to do in your entire life. And they use language and chance and to make you feel like this is like the end all be all so of course it's gonna make these girls super emotional and so they're like fucking crying around me and of course I'm not crying because I'm like a psychopath and I'm just like get me out of here this is so scary well and we've been on the other side of it too where we have littles and we are initiating them like we are guiding them and they tell us like whisper in their ear 
like oh, the entire time I we, had to, that. we had to whisper in their ear all <gasps> these different things oh and my god I'm mortified it freaks you out like you're only like an 18 year old and you don't you like they've told you nothing about initiation and what so you're freaking you out thinking like what the fuck do I have to do what did you whisper do you remember <laughs> I don't know. I don't remember. No, like, there were certain things we had to ass. say. Like, <laughs> you literally would have been like saying such stupid shit just to like. <laughs> but that's why. Um, that's why I didn't fit in well with the sorority. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, and there was always people that took everything so fucking seriously, like. Mm-hmm especially like the um the leader like the top leadership people it like I didn't even want to be their friends <laughs> yeah but like things had to be perfect all the time all the time yeah and I guess maybe if you are the type of person like I feel like Story and I are similar people in the sense that we're normal <laughs> in the sense of like we want genuine connection. We want, like, we just wanted the same things. We wanted real friendships and it felt way too fake. It felt like. Well, it's all planned. Like they do. I think I, in like my junior year, I realized, oh man, like I'm doing the same schedule I did my sophomore year and I'm going to do it again my senior year. And it's not fun. It's not like a fun schedule. Yeah. Like I had my year planned out and, and that's what it is. It's like, everything is just planned you're just like going through the the motions yeah like what's what's fun about that because I feel like the most fun thing about college is to be spontaneous and not have Mm -hmm. limitations but the only thing that sororities ever did was put limitations on what you could wear think do where you could be who you could be with oh Um, my god you just reminded me of something what I remember one time I had someone in the sorority, I won't say who, obviously, but someone told me that the reason that I can't remember if they, if they said it was a certain person or like a group of people, but someone didn't like me was because I wore like either too short of shorts or like a too short of a dress. They were like, that's why people don't like you because you dress like that. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what am like, what? Obviously, whatever you wore was within dress code because we had a fucking dress code. And you would have gotten dress coded if it wasn't within the regulation. So, like, what was it? That's insane. I I completely forgot about that. Wow. I remember just... I think the biggest thing that annoyed me rules-wise was the social media shit and, like, what we could and couldn't post. And there were a lot of rules around recruitment time, like while we were rushing new girls, like your Instagram had to be private and like oh, yeah. you couldn't like add new girls until they like joined in or whatever the fuck. And then the you had were. to add them all. Yeah. And then you and had then- to add them and then you had to like their posts and then you had to comment, welcome to the sorority. And then you had to like, just all this shit. Like, and then of course the basic rules, like you couldn't post in a bikini, you couldn't post with alcohol, even if you were 21. Okay. Now you can post with alcohol if it's covered with a sticker. Okay. Now if we comment on the picture, um, okay. Now if the president texts you and says you can't post this, whatever. And I'm like, do you guys not realize that posting slutty pictures is the only thing that gives me any sort of validation and you're taking that away from me? I 
Am, I knew you were going to say that. Instagram is the only thing I have in this life. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my uh, god. It's not even like. Well, I had to get. I had to take pictures down that were not slutty, like in any mm-hmm. sense. In any same. sense, I had some. I had to take down it. what. I said same, and I'm still mad about it. I had to take down a picture because I think I was in a bikini. I was in a bikini, and I had, like, I think it was during spring break, and I had, like, a, um, it wasn't, like, obviously alcohol or anything. It was just, like, a water bottle or something, and they made me take it down because they were, like, one, you're in a bikini. Two, you could have you could have um, alcohol in that. Yeah, like, I we would, don't like, know what's in the cup kind of yeah. argument. And, and like, it's it was, like, like, basically, you couldn't put any drinks in any of your pictures at all because... You just could not have alcohol and they can't tell what is or isn't. But the really fucked up thing is you just reminded me this as well. You're bringing back all of these like. I know. I kind of forgot about some of this stuff. Um, They do you remember they started to um, you kind of said it. They were like, okay, now if you're 21, you can post with alcohol. You just have to like put a sticker on it or you have to like be good in some way. I don't know. Mm -hmm. And they were now going to do something where if your photo wasn't good, they would comment um, a frog emoji. <laughs> yeah. And so what would happen, it was fucking cyberbullying because what would happen is if you com- <laughs> if you posted something that someone thought wasn't okay, you would have literally like five or six sisters in a row comment frog emojis. <laughs> and you would have like a fucking panic attack because you had to delete it immediately because your own fucking sisters are cyberbullying you. And then it got so bad to where they changed it. To where, like, if the official sorority page liked your picture, then you had to take it down. That was, like, the yeah. next rule. So then mm-hmm. you were scrolling through your hundreds of likes every day just to make sure you were okay to keep your picture up. And I'm like, this, why the fuck am I doing this? Ooh. Yeah, I remember, I remember that picture specifically. I had, like, a senior girl text me. And it was in all caps and they were like, it was like paragraph, paragraph, paragraph about how like, I shouldn't be in the sorority. I'm a disgrace um, to take, like to take the picture. She was trying to get me to take the picture down and wow. she was literally harassing me. And so I sent it to someone else and they were like, yeah, we had a conversation with her not to do that anymore, but you still need to take the picture down, blah, 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 blah. Like you still need to listen to your superiors. And basically. what was the picture? And I was like, I was the, I was on spring break. I was in a bikini and I had, it was like a water bottle. Okay. That one. And yeah. So there, yeah. And there wasn't so, really much wrong with it. But. Yeah. Again, I think it was just, they always had the reasoning of like, oh, well, you're representing the sorority when you post on social media so that's why we have these rules but all it felt like was a restriction of our individualization of our expression it felt Mm -hmm. like it was just another reason for you to always have sorority in the back of your mind when you're fucking out taking pictures with your friends and when you're tweeting and when you're speaking and when you're doing anything you always had to have it in your mind because they well, wanted it to be your identity. Well, and also like I, so I'm obsessed with like watching cult documentaries now. And mm-hmm. so again, this kind of goes back to it, not to like <laughs> make it a point that it's a cult, <laughs> but like if you watch any cult documentary, they always manage your social media because they want to manage your image to other people so that more people can come, which is the same thing for sorority. They're trying to manage your image so that they get more girls 
to to join. Okay, I have um, a perfect example. So toxic. I think that because it, we are saying there are all these similarities, but I also don't want to be like like I'm making fun of or like we're thinking we were like. I don't know. It's hard. Better than people that did have a good experience? Because we're not. Okay. This is what it felt like. It felt like girls that are in MLMs and how enriched they are in each other and how it is like their identity and how the MLM wants it to be their identity. I feel Mm -hmm. like that's a great comparison to how it is in a sorority because it's like, yes, there are like cult similarities but it's not like as extreme like you're not physically abused it's not so far to where we're saying like this should be illegal but we're saying this is like healthy it's not healthy yeah yeah definitely toxic I don't want people to think that we're saying like this should be outlawed because I don't because there are some positives yeah, there. I guess there is some positive, but then again, I feel like every time I talk good about it, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm exactly. There's always there's always a negative. I'd say that outweighs the positive, in my personal opinion. But we do both know girls that had good experiences. Yeah, like my. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, my twin that I'm like still close with, Taylor. I think if we asked her, she would say that she had like an overall positive experience. And I feel like she's still friends with a lot of the girls and she's definitely still friends with like her family, Greek mm-hmm. life family or whatever. You know, everyone's different. Yeah. It, so it can, you can't say like, oh, if you join, you're going to have a bad experience or you're going to have a good experience because everyone's different. It's, but I think everyone should know what to expect going into it. So then you're not kind of like... Cause like you said, um, I think before we, we started talking, um, or before we started talking on the podcast, you said, um, do you remember what the, um, drop rates were? Because I know they always like said that they were low, but I know so many girls that dropped. So I'm like, I wonder if those, I just think that those weren't totally accurate. No, I remember when you dropped, a bunch of girls dropped around the same time. And when I dropped, there were more girls dropping around the same time. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's like, as you get older, girls drop, like girls don't drop at the same time, whatever. But tell me like what your experience was like whenever you dropped. I don't know if we had like the same experience. Um, I Honestly, I can't remember detail. I knew I was going to drop, like no one was going to convince me otherwise. But there were a couple people that were trying to convince me not to drop, mm-hmm. like hardcore, like not to drop. And I even told them, I was like, you know, this just isn't healthy for me anymore. I just don't want to spend my money to be like in a bad place all the time. Like, it's just not fun. I don't want to do this next year. I just don't, there's no benefit for it for yeah. me anymore. And yeah. all my friends are graduating. Like, I don't, there was not any other excuse. And it was a bit um, awkward for me because my twin was the one um my twin was the president at the time and so um you have when you drop you have to sign the paper that you're dropping with them yeah um which we should mention um there were definitely there were definitely clicks within the sorority itself 
like there were friend groups and there were you definitely were more likely to be friends with the girls that were your age or like that rushed in the same like they call it class as you yeah but then you also kind of branch out because in at the end of your first year you typically get like a big so then you have your greek like family which is like you're big and like you're little and whatever so then you kind of separate off into a clique with them and then if you're living in the house you're kind of in your own little clique within your roommates and so it's just so yeah. intertwined and it's it's a lot of different energies to always be around a hundred different girls at all times throughout your entire fucking life because again you're expected to go to so many things yeah and i you know i think clicks happen naturally no matter what you do with like stuff like this like a click is gonna happen naturally but i found it so hard to keep up with who was friends with who who didn't like who who was in this click who wasn't in this click anymore and stuff like that like it that gave me anxiety just because like i would say like i would just say something just talking to someone normal conversation and then they would like be mad because they weren't friends with that person anymore or I didn't know about something that happened and it was just like yeah. so and I on top of that outside up. of your sorority within all those clusters outside of your sorority you were also all going to the same college so some of you are dating the same guys which of course creates a ton oh, more yeah. drama um oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Or like you're in the same classes or whatever, which creates drama and it just. No, that's a great example because yeah, it, there was a a big divide about, (laughs) yeah, two sisters with the same guy and you couldn't even talk to the girl. You couldn't even talk to one girl or then this other girl in her entire class or her entire clique would then like disown you from the sorority and then they would do that. They would kind of like blacklist people. Oh, we could talk about fucking blacklisting people. Shit. Man, this just keeps on going. What was blacklisting? Um, so blacklisting is you you literally, you're like, you're blocking a person from the sorority that's not in the sorority. Um, so a lot of the times it will be um, guys. It'll be fraternity guys. And but it can be girls you too. you can't talk to that person? Um, you're just not supposed to like, I don't know. It's not that you don't, you can't talk to them. It was more of like, they're just like, they're not allowed to really be around the sorority. Um, like they would never be able to come to a mixer, but everyone knows who's blacklisted. Mm-hmm. And so it makes it like, think of a hundred girls knowing that you who messed around with two sorority girls, mm-hmm. everyone in that sorority knows that you messed around with the two sorority girls and you are blacklisted. Like right. you are not supposed to interact with the sorority. Yeah. It, that's, I feel so bad for that person. Like that's, that's so sad. It, it's, crazy it's just all about shaming people who can't do what you want and can't fit in and can't meet your standard it's just it's ironic because they're trying to meet the same standard at the same time too yeah you know I don't know it's just very sad to me but like we said some positives I (laughs) I feel like it I don't know because again like you said positive and negative because I feel like it did make me more confident but it also gave me a lot of confidence issues, you know, that I wouldn't have had if I would not have ever been in the sorority. Yeah, it was, I don't know if I really got something like confidence from it, probably the opposite, just because 
at that point in my life, I, I had never had like a specific person or even like a group of people that like were hateful towards me. And uh, yeah, it just felt very like, I don't know, just like way different. Not what I expected at all. I just yeah. thought I would come in and all the girls would be like the girls I met during bid day. Yeah. It'd all be chill and genuine. And that's something they tell you to tell people too, is like, oh, we're like, you know, we're like the actual genuine sorority. Um, they tell you to tell people all these lies during recruitment and stuff to get people to join. Um, yeah, recruitment was definitely way nicer. Obviously, it's much easier to put on a show for girls. Obviously, you're with these girls um, for like, you know, 45 minutes a day um, during recruitment for like five days. And so it's much easier to put on a show and try to persuade them to come into your sorority, um, trying to get the best girls, which in my opinion, again, meant the girls that were the prettiest and nicest. I feel like that was like, or not even nicest, the prettiest and popular, I guess, is because I was going to say like the most um, known on campus, but I guess that would just be popular. So pretty and popular, in my opinion, were. Yeah, that, the, I, the I think that's qualities. what it turned out to be. Because I know when I was doing it, I was trying really hard to, to, I wanted the girls that I felt like were like just genuine. But when you're put in a situation like that, like what are you supposed to do? Like literally bid or not bid day, rush week is meeting a stranger over and over and over and over and over again. Like it's, that's so much anxiety. Cause like each stranger, you have all these expectations, you know, that you're, they're judging you yeah. on something. And so yeah. And on the other side, recruitment, it was just fucking exhausting. It was yeah. the entire weekend or the entire week. Um, and you had to wear, like, you had to have all these certain outfits. And so you had to pay for them. I remember spending like a hundred, two hundred dollars just on the outfits. Oh yeah. And then we had to get all these extra things. And then you have to remember what chance you're going to say, when you're going to say them, yeah. um, who you're going to pass the girl off to. And because all it's also time consuming, the events itself, but then getting ready for the events, the planning for the events. Hey guys, can you not talk loud? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Whatever. Um, what was I saying? Okay. The planning, the events, it just like all that time during the week or whatever, let's say all of that takes six hours. Maybe you're missing a day of work. Again, this privileged opportunity, you know, it's taking away just so much time, effort, study time, work time. I don't know. It's just, it makes me sad that it's. Yeah. It feels like wasted time, honestly. Yeah. Um, just... But all the practicing, the practicing just had me exhausted. Oh, and then. Yeah. They expect you to do it because the first day there's so many girls that you have to do it like six times in a row and it's like an hour each mm -hmm. and they only give you like a 10 minute break in between and then you go back the next day and do it again. Yeah. Like it was so exhausting. Yeah. And also I think we should point out too, when you're a freshman at a new college and you put those letters on your chest or on your shirt or whatever, like you are asking people to stereotype you and not just that you're a sorority girl, but these sororities literally have stereotypes mm -hmm. and that's going to happen naturally at colleges because they don't know all the girls there. And so 
eventually there is going to be a reputation with each one. Mm -hmm. And so I can tell you like literally all the stereotypes of each college. And then I would go to a different college that had Gamma Phi and their stereotype of Gamma Phi was like nowhere near what ours was. Mm -hmm. And it was so, it's just crazy. I remember freshman year. I think this is a very typical cycle for many of the girls, but um, I remember like freshman year when I like first got to officially wear my letters. I was so proud and so excited. Um, Mm -hmm. And then it was like every other time after that, I was like embarrassed, (laughs) like, you know, because it's just sold again as this dream that like, you're just going to have everything you want in life. You know what I mean? And then your professors, once you wear your letters in front of your professor, like your professor then knows you're in that sorority. And you want to say hi to the story? USI was fairly small, so I think in a smaller school, I don't know. I don't know if it's better or worse in a smaller school. I don't know. It's probably the same. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, I grew up in a small town, like people talk, like everyone knows everyone, people talk, but it's kind of just like the same thing. Like if I, I don't know about you, but they definitely told us that DZs were like our rival sorority and we should not be friends with them and all these bad things about them and then it was like I I really didn't know I mean I knew a couple of those girls but I really didn't even know them and I had all this judgment towards them and I'm just so like anti-judgment towards people nowadays and I think that might like be the reason why because I would never want someone to see me with those letters and immediately be like oh like she's in the the smart sorority or the athletic sorority or so that means she's blah, blah, blah. And like DZ had a really bad reputation. So I would never want someone to come up to me and be like, oh, you're a slut because you're in that sorority. Like that makes no sense. Mm-hmm. You know, it just, it actually does not make any literal sense. And yeah. the fraternity is like, they just did not have, like we could go on a whole, we could have a whole fucking episode about like the difference between yeah. fraternities and sororities and their, right. their requirements. Like, so Here's one, just like a quick one. Fraternities get an alcohol allowance every month. So uh-huh. I did not know did you know that? that? No. Yeah, so sororities cannot have parties at all. So if you, like, a group of girls, like, are not on campus, you're really not supposed to have, like, a... That's why all the girls would always go to frat parties. It's like the sororities... Yeah. we're not allowed to do anything with alcohol. Yeah at all but fraternities they literally are given money to for a certain number um for a certain amount of alcohol each month yeah it's very like it's very party centered i would say it's very boys club it's very um toxic masculinity in my opinion um well and we couldn't we couldn't post pictures with alcohol you could go to a party, but you couldn't wear your letters there. Um, and so we would all, yeah, just go to the, to the frat parties. And then they didn't have any limitations at all. Their initiations were fucking horrible. Mm-hmm. I heard horrible stories. Sororities. Did you ever date a frat guy? No, no. Frat, I'm like, those were like my favorite people to be around as in like friends. Like, so I would never date a fraternity I think now that I think about it, I've never put this I've never made this connection but I think all of my boyfriends were all frat guys really yeah oh my god yeah but no, it's they, interesting like, because I hung out with them, so many just huh? as friends I hung out with so many just as friends like we yeah. would literally go do like fun shit but like yeah. I would never 
Yeah, I like, I was friends with some, uh, my, like, best guy friends weren't in frats, but I was, like, friendly, I would say, with some of them, and, um, but, yeah, that's interesting that all of my boyfriends were frat guys, because I don't think any of them were, like, stereotypical, like, frat boy douche. Maybe they were. I, I don't one. know. I can think of one. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he was, like, an awful person. <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I literally don't even know him. Is he – does he still exist? I don't know. But, I mean, yeah. somewhere out there he exists. Um, <laughs> but I don't want to know where. <laughs> um, but all of my other three boyfriends that I've had, you know, since I was 18 – um, have been in frats, but I think they were all good guys and all had fairly good experiences in their frats. And it was nowhere near the experiences that girls had. Theirs all centered around parties and alcohol and girls. Well, it's about and it. I believe they were actually like friends. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like they were very they loyal to each other like, and had each other's backs. Yes, they felt like friends. Um, their expectations, I think, were a lot lower. Um, yeah. The guys that I was friends with. Okay, so let's see. I dated one guy, a guy and two, or like two guys in different frats, whatever. And I think both of them, probably 90% of the time, they only had a chapter meeting during the week, like we did for a couple hours. But that was like their commitment for the it, week, you know? Yeah. And of course, there were some weeks like, Greek life always has what's it called like the Olympic Games for the week but Greek what week Greek week yeah Greek week <laughs> that's, that's so embarrassing that we did that it's so embarrassing <laughs> no that's what I lived for that was the funnest okay that's fun for you Greek because life. you're like athletic that was not fun for me yeah <laughs> I wanted to do every I wanted to be in every event but you know, there there were weeks like that where it was like an event week or like whatever the fucking events were. It just, there was always something. So anyways, all that. So they have like after a meeting and then a bunch of parties on the weekend. Right. That's literally like, that, that is like the their life. commitment. Yeah. And that was their yeah. responsibility. And like everything else in our world, there are a lot more expectations for the females than there are for the males. And I think that's a much bigger problem than sororities and fraternities and Greek life in general. But if you are a young girl or guy thinking about getting into Greek life, I think you deserve to know the severity, the extent of your decision, mm -hmm. I guess. We've mentioned already, I don't think that that is well explained to initiated members at all and it's almost it's just so dishonest that it's almost like there should be a fucking class action or something like there needs to be like someone responsible yeah. someone like to look into it I don't know it just yeah I don't know we had like one there was just like one USI employee that was in charge of like the council or whatever that was supposed to be like over all of the like right. sorority stuff. And that's one person. So and they like don't each, actually know what's going on. Right. Like know? each chapter would have, um, what did they call it? Like a mentor? A mentor. Um, I think. Advisor. 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 Yes. That would like come to meetings. That was like pretty much all she did. Like they weren't 
in with what was going on in the chapter. They weren't involved nearly enough. Um, and then, like Sori said, um, there was a Greek advisor or whatever that was, like, over all the Greek um, chapters mm-hmm. on campus. And, again, I don't think that they were nearly involved enough because you can't expect an adult to be involved in what's going on with a bunch of 18 yeah, like there's like over a hundred girls in our one sorority. Yeah, you of, can't. So it's not like their fault necessarily. It's just like I wish there's no way to maintain that. Yeah, I don't know. Which I guess I don't. I don't know if that's like a university problem or. I do like I still, and I agree with you said with what you said earlier. I I still don't understand why it's so different between fraternities and sororities. Like, I don't understand how over time things haven't been more equal in that sense. Like, I don't understand what the difference is. Like if we're all doing the same thing for the same traditions that started around the same time, it's like some weird hierarchy issue of gender hierarchy. I think it's like, yes, it stems from that, but like the university could and national panelytic councils and I don't know, Greek life in general, I think could definitely do its part in making it more equal but I also just think it's like needs to be completely revamped I guess yeah do you think that um do you think that it's any responsibility on USI like the colleges themselves about maintaining the clubs too I mean I do but also I think USI I wouldn't want to be so general as to say like oh, they shouldn't allow sororities and fraternities in the capacity that sororities and fraternities are now because that would, like, fuck so hard with their enrollment numbers and yeah. with their with their own traditions. Like, some of these sororities have been around since the university was created. Like, I don't expect them to do something that extreme, but I just expect sororities and fraternities in general and Greek life in general and um, for them to not be so fucking. Well, and I guess I'm thinking of more like severe cases. Like I'm thinking specifically Teak, our freshman year. I don't know if you remember. What? With them getting kicked out? Yeah. So they were. I kind of remember why, but. I will never forget. They were roofing girls at their parties. I thought that was the rumor, but no. then someone you know, else told me it was, like, because of grades. I so, don't know. well, that's that's kind of what I'm saying is, like, how how many girls did it happen to? And, like, how many girls went and told someone about it before? Right. Because they, they were put on suspension first. They weren't even, like, did they get officially kicked off campus? Because I thought they were just suspended. I thought they, they had like kicked social off. social suspension. I remember Fidel was on suspension like later on, like my sophomore or junior year. And yeah. I thought theirs was for something similar, if you remember that. I don't remember them having anything bad like like girls getting roofied. I just remember our freshman year, I was told by multiple girls to never go to a teak party go to any other fraternity just never go to teak and so I listened to them and over time uh, there was a couple girls that told me like yes I have been roofied there um or they didn't they thought they had been roofied they didn't know like they went they drank 
and then they blacked out basically um which is like a whole nother topic but I just I stayed away from that and then it was either the second semester our freshman year or the first semester our sophomore year they were on social suspension yeah and I think enough people complained that they yeah they put them on social suspension but that's all they did do you was like oh yeah do you think being in a sorority um enhances your chances of like being sexually assaulted um that's a good question because i don't know i think all college kids are going to parties so if you're going to a party that is hosted by other college kids that have and being in but like being in greek life you statistically go to more parties and so you're like being put in that scenario even more than you normally would so it's like it's not I don't know I I would say so I would say that's true for um I don't know if you remember but some parties there would be so many people trying to go to the frat parties that they would have a list and if you weren't on the list you couldn't come but like if you were in a certain sorority sometime you automatically were let in so like our brother fraternity was ka so like if i went to a ka house i was automatically allowed to go in Mm because i was a gamify so like that in that instance yeah the like yeah i would agree with that that like because (laughs) i'm always allowed to go in the party and people not in sororities aren't allowed then yes i would be more exposed to that um but if there's not a list and anyone can come right that i guess is the same statistic And it's like, you're also kind of, I don't want to say you're expected to drink, but like, I don't know. Again, it's just, you're around all your sisters and it's kind of like peer pressure. And it's like, obviously, again, everyone experiences that in college, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you're more likely to go harder when you're in pre-case. I would wait tased is what is like when you're forced to do something right wait you said tased yeah hazed hazed yeah is it haze yeah like (laughs) hazing like you know how like hazing officially wasn't allowed I was thinking of like laser tag or something I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I don't know um but no I I will say first and foremost I I 100% was willing to drink in college like <laughs> yeah like no I don't one... want to make it sound like I didn't want to party <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah like no uh... one had to haze me but I did get <laughs> hazed a couple Stories, times <laughs> like I'll get fucked up on my own <laughs> <laughs> well literally I'd be like let's drink where are the shots and yeah. then they would like make me drink as if it was a bad thing I'm like okay well this is nothing so like I kind of wanted to be hazed right but, but I'm saying there are also a lot of people that are not like that that no. didn't enjoy that you know but it's um, like do you not remember the chant the chant that people would say at parties what chant? I don't know if I should say it on here. Say it! Take a shot, take a shot, take a motherfucking shot. If you can't take a shot like a Gamify can, why the fuck is there a shot in your hand? Take a shot, take a shot, take a mother. And they keep doing it over and over again until you take a shot. Yeah, like, I remember stuff like that, but I don't know. That's being hazed. Because then all the other sisters it get is. in on it. It definitely is. Yeah. Like, no, it is. You're right. I guess it's like... I think, I assume that everyone has 
um, I guess. Like, I just feel very comfortable being like, fuck you guys, no, you know what I mean? But I know that so many people aren't like that. So to me, even though I'm like, no, that's fine, because I would just say no if I didn't want to. Okay, but a lot of people would feel a lot of pressure from that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would say like- Especially a young new member, a young kid that's around all these older kids, like, yeah. They want to impress them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I would say also you're like a, a strong individual. You're an extrovert. You know, I'm the same way. Like I can tell someone no as well, but yeah, you're right. Like all different types of people join and they don't know what they're getting into. Right. And I'm not saying our sorority hates us all the time. They're, it, like the people I'm thinking of are very specific people. It's not like everyone was doing it. Right. Um, but, you know, every sorority is different too. Like a, there could be a different sorority that has a different chance to do a different thing. Yeah. And I want to say too, like, even mm-hmm. though Story and I graduated in 2018 and I was only in the sorority for we were both in it for three years, three out of the Mm -hmm. four years. So if we both dropped in 2017, it's now four years later, a lot could have changed about our sorority, but also Uh. there I've been needing to burp for like (laughs) 30 minutes. I I felt it in my chest. It was like bubbling up. Oh, that's the worst. I know. And it always, it's my fault because I drink soda, which is not good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but fuck, what was I saying? You're like, um, just like our sorority could have changed. And also, yes, you're okay. Saying, our yeah. sorority could have changed because that was four years ago when we graduated. And also like sororities and fraternities could have changed so much because like the world has changed so much in four years honestly. And I'm sure, like you're saying, since there are new girls always coming in, rules always being updated, things like that, it could have changed a lot. And I feel like I don't want to scare anyone off. (laughs) Like that's like thinking about doing it. And I do like, sometimes I feel bad telling people and being honest with people about my negative experiences just in life in general, maybe like I feel the same way about telling someone I didn't like a restaurant. I almost feel guilty because it wasn't a good experience. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I guess that's our intention, I guess, is I want to make it clear that like, we're not trying to be so negative and like, I mean, it is what it is. (laughs) You learn, you learn and you move on. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm yeah. I feel the same way. Like, I'm not trying to, you know, throw a bunch of shade and hate and stuff, but it is what I experienced. Yeah. And I do think they do also, they don't want you to talk about it after you've dropped as well. Like, you know, you do sign away, like, even though you've dropped, you can't let people know the sorority secret. You can't give out all these details and blah, 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 blah. But, and like, we haven't even done that really. I don't think. Have you ever told anyone any of the like secret shit? (laughs) I have. <laughs> I literally. I just, just... Okay, I just not that long ago I told my boyfriend, and I said it's so fucking funny because it's supposed to be this big secret, but then once you learn about it, it's like, why the fuck is that a secret? So dumb. It's just something to connect. Like they even tell you, it's just something to connect you guys with because you all know the same secret. Like, oh my god. Are there I any never... like specific stories that you remember that you wanted to talk about? I don't, there's, there's so many. I know. And I don't know, like, 
I don't know. I did have a really, I know we didn't talk much about like living in the sorority houses, but that was the worst college experience I've ever had was living in the sorority house. So Um, you kind of like, I remember, I don't remember the specific rule, but it was like you had to live in the sorority house for two semesters, but you could get out of it. Oh, I think I got out of it because I was an RA one year. So this is what they would tell us to tell people too. Um, you had to live in the house at least one year in college, but we didn't have enough space for all the girls because we had such a big sorority. It was over 100 girls. Right, and there were only like you know, wanna, 24 yeah, spaces. Yeah, if you didn't want to live there, it didn't matter because the spots would be taken up Right, anyways. okay, I remember. They always said like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, you only have to live there for one year if the house isn't already filled up by girls that want to live there, you know, but it always gets filled up. So you don't have to, if you don't want to, but I remember girls having to. And so again, it was just another lie to get you to join. And then when you're in, you're trapped and you feel like you can't leave because you've already invested, you know, six grand into this fucking sorority and you know. Yeah. And I got put with people like I didn't expect um not that they were like super horrible people but it wasn't a great time like again you couldn't pick like what you wanted like yeah and so I felt very like we also got like the small room and it was with people I just didn't know very well and then they just weren't very nice and it was very just like an awkward living space and not fun and I spent a lot of time at my boyfriend's who (laughs) was a horrible boyfriend (laughs) so um yeah just like that was oh my god that was so bad it was and I won't say any names obviously but like I was dealing with like a sister that had really bad mental health problems like crying every night and I had to like you know she was in my room crying like I couldn't even sleep so it was like I had to be there to help her and I didn't even know this girl and then the other two girls just like were super catty they were in a clique and they were just not nice um they wouldn't really talk much um and it was just like I felt awkward even being in the living room Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like it was such a bad experience and I and like I did sign up for it but at the same time um I I just did not think that was going to be the experience I was going to get no I mean you didn't sign up for it because you know, again, you were they make like, it seem like promised. it's such a great thing. Yeah, like, you were promised this like dream. Um, it just like wasn't a reality, and um, it's really hard when you're being almost like love bombed when you are going through recruitment and stuff. And it's hard as an 18 year old that's in this new environment. You're like living at college with all these new people and it's like recruitment is always traditionally like pretty early on into school, like maybe like the third week of classes or something. I definitely think it should be moved to second semester so that you like get your bearings because I just think you're not making the most rational decisions when you first get to this place. It all just feels so overwhelming. I agree. I think you should wrap it up with like one of your crazy stories. I think that's a good thing to end on because I want to (laughs) know. I remember this really isn't crazy, but I just think it's like kind of funny. So we had things called sisterhood sleepovers, I think is what they were called. We wouldn't have them super often, but we would maybe like once a semester or something. (laughs) 
I forgot about that. It's like you would all like spend the night somewhere. I remember this specific year. Yes, I remember this specific year. It was like at the um, I don't know what the place was called in Evansville, but it's basically like a big soccer field, indoor soccer field. I don't know, indoor. (gasps) I forgot about that one. Yeah, so the first, the first, it was like an indoor like sports arena or something. I don't know. That's what we moved to because we had so many girls, but originally was at like a church gym. It was so small. Okay, yes, yes. Yeah. It was always like places like that that could accompany a lot of girls. Anyways, um, <laughs> you would like spend the night at this place and kind of the intent was to like draw closer, even fucking closer to these girls that you were with fucking constantly anyway. Um, but especially the intent and the goal, and everyone knew this was to get girls to like trauma bond and to like cry together the entire night and to, which was insane. Like God about this. Yes. So anyways, did that. Oh, I was fucking telling the story about, okay. (laughs) Such ADHD. (laughs) So, um, we had like a sisterhood sleepover. So of course I had like a lot of stuff packed, um, you know, like overnight stuff, whatever. And I had my makeup bag. I was like very into makeup at this time. So my makeup bag was like pretty big. Like think of a big cosmetics bag filled with all of my makeup. I was like a Sephora ass bitch. Okay. Uh, you my had found- so much My makeup. fucking foundation that. was probably like 60, 70 bucks. Okay. I was like... I had very expensive makeup. That bag was probably worth like, God, I don't know, maybe like three grand. I don't know. (laughs) So anyways, loved my makeup, whatever. I know you're thinking probably if something is so important to you, you should, you know, stick by it. But I didn't think that a sister would steal all my shit. Not steal it, hold it hostage. So um, we have the sleepover thing, whatever. We all get up early the next morning, and I actually had a sor- another sorority thing to go to. Are you leaving? Okay. <sighs> I don't know why you guys are here. No offense, but why are you here? <laughs> why are we here? Are you going to cut it out? Yes. <laughs> I don't feel welcome here anymore, so I'm leaving. You weren't welcome two hours ago. <laughs> I told you when you... Okay, whatever. All right, love you. I have no idea what we were ending on. Oh, it was your crazy story. You said you said you brought the makeup bag, but that was it. Yes. I think. Um, we're at the sleepover. All of our bags are like piled into one area. Like nobody like has their bag with them. So the next morning we get up. Yeah, I think I had two bags. And so I forgot one of the bag that like my makeup was in. Like I took my backpack forgot my makeup bag when I went to my next event which was a sorority event that I fucking had to go to um I realized I didn't have my makeup bag and so of course I'm freaking out I knew I forgot it there so I'm like texting the girls that I knew that were still there um they're looking for it whatever um no one has seen it so this goes on for like the last girl leaves they're gone and no one has seen it that I've contacted So, of course, I was freaking out. It's like my entire being is in that bag. Um, And I'm really upset. And probably like a couple hours later. Oh, and I remember there was more urgency because I had a date that night. Like a first date. I wanted, wanted and needed, in my opinion, my makeup. 
every inch of my makeup was in that bag. You know what I mean? So like, mm -hmm. how would you feel as a girl? Like maybe you're like a chill girl that is cool with running to CVS and getting a couple of products and being okay with that. But I am not a chill girl. Okay. Like I'm not, I wish I could be, I envy you, but I'm not that girl. Okay. Well, not it's just like buying pal. an entire face of products. Like yes. that's so much yes. money. Too. So like, like on top, there was like the day urgency, but on top of that, the urgency of like, I just lost all of the money that I've invested in this thing that I'm very passionate about and this thing that's very important to me. You know what I mean? So I was like, rightfully, I was pretty upset. You know what I mean? But it was my fault. I lost my bag, whatever. So a couple hours into this panic and a couple hours before my date, I finally get a text from a girl that like was a couple years older than me. I think she was two years older than me. And I barely knew her. Like, she's like, Hey, I think I have your makeup bag, whatever. So I'm so thankful. I'm like, Oh my God, thank you so much. Where are you? I'll come anywhere and get it. She wasn't on campus a lot. She actually lived in, um, Henderson and she traveled here everything she was a commuter yeah like I'm in Evansville right now but I'm gonna go back because I have work later so I'm gonna go back to Henderson later on and I was like okay cool like let me meet you while you're still in Evansville you know I was at the dorm so I'm like or wherever I was um on campus and I was like okay I'll come meet you obviously before you go back to Henderson you know what I mean so this was on a weekend so like either a Saturday or a Sunday she doesn't text me back after I say like, where are you? I'm gonna come meet you, whatever. She doesn't text me back. Foreshadowing because she said she's gonna be at work in a couple of hours. So I'm like kind of panicking. I'm like, she's not texting me back. Like, I don't know when she has work, like bro, you know? So maybe, I don't know, two hours goes by and I'm like kind of panicking. I've maybe called a couple times and texted her like, hey, I just wanna make sure, you know, whatever. She texts me back and says, of course, I'm in Henderson which was, you know, not super far from the dorms, but where she was working was maybe like 40 minutes or something. And I'm a college kid. Did I have a car at this time? I don't think I did. Um, somehow get a ride to Henderson, okay? Asking her, because yeah, she just said like, I'm at work. So I'm asking her, I'm like, okay, I got a car. I'm on my way to Henderson. Like, where do you work? No text, no text. <laughs> I'm just stranded in Henderson. Um, and I'm like roaming around, whatever. I'm like texting other girls to see if they know where she works and stuff. And no one knows. And it's just like such fucking confusion. And I'm like trying to get a hold of her. Nothing, nothing. An hour, hour and a half later, she finally texts me. She's like, I'm at work. Can you stop calling me? <laughs> and I'm like, just what tell me bitch. where you work. Why the fuck would you travel with someone's shit? Why wouldn't you just leave it with someone? There yeah. were a hundred girls that live in the dorms. You know, I live in the dorms. Why are you taking my shit like across state lines with you? <laughs> like, what? That's so weird to me. So I was already so pissed. And like, I'm telling you hours and hours had gone by. And I got the feeling at this point when she texted me back finally and said, like, shouldn't even tell me where she worked. And I remember replying with, like, just tell me where you are so I can just grab my shit and leave. Like, 
I had this date like that I was like already late for and she wouldn't tell me. She, I remember there was like a back and forth text that she was like, it shouldn't matter this much to you. It's just makeup. And that was the point where I was like, she's fuck? fucking, it's your shit. she's holding it my what it shit is. hostage. What the fuck is this? Like, this was not about like her not getting my texts or not being, this was her literally like just holding my shit and being like, she does, it's just makeup. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's it your, doesn't it's your matter stuff. if it's a fucking, a tampon. Like if it's mine, it's mine. Like, you yeah, know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. So I was so shitty at that point. Finally, I figure out after I had to have been in Henderson for like two, two and a half hours. Um, finally, at that point, I was way past way late for my day. I was so angry at this point. This had been like an all day thing. Um, finally, she tells me her works. It was like a fucking bar. I walk in there with so much fucking attitude. I see her. I snatch my bag. <laughs> I like turn around. <laughs> and that was like still to this day, the, one of the like experiences <laughs> that stick out to me for some reason. I never talked to her again. Of course I told everyone I met that this bitch was fucking like so annoying. <laughs> and like, well, it I wasn't that big of a deal. But think of someone sending you on like a wild goose chase all day. And my theory was proven right because she told her friend or maybe her room. I don't know. She told someone that she was trying to teach me a lesson because I was too into makeup. Um, sir, that is not any of your business to decide what the fuck to decide to teach me a lesson. That's like okay, you were very into painting or whatever the fuck you did. So you think I'm going to like steal your art shit and keep it from you to teach you? Like, that's like so psychotic and like just- And you probably didn't even know this girl very well, right? I barely knew her. I don't even know if we had spoken before that. Like it just, that's just sticks out to me so much for some reason, even though there were obviously much worse things that happened. But for some reason, that's the story that gets me the most enraged. And I'm like, I will never forgive you. <laughs> well, there's like something about like the older girls having entitlement. Yeah, I get it. Because when you are an older girl and there's newer girls coming in, you feel like you need to like help or guide them or what. Like they don't know anything and you know everything. You know what I mean? Yes. But in this case, it's like there was there were some older girls like that girl I told you texted me about the picture it was just like got the idea then that like they did that because that's how they were treated you know yeah which makes sense but no that's never okay this is literally what I would do I would text I would like message one of your close friends and be like hey can I drop this off with you or I would literally like message the Facebook group and be like hey Katie left her bag can anyone yeah 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 you get, leave a it at the sorority house for you to pick it up. There's so many different yes. things. She was like she two was, years older than us, wasn't she? She was like, yeah, she was like a senior when we were like pretty young. Yeah. But she was very, um, she was very nice, at least to me. Like she was very nice, but like she definitely thought like she ran the show. I don't know. I literally, there's so, I, I probably unfollowed 99% I know, of those and that's people. what I was going to say to you in the beginning is like, I barely remember like I remember these experiences but like 
so much of this shit I don't remember because it was like four you years didn't ago. Know the people. Yeah. Because yeah, we really didn't know each other yet. We were having these experiences together. Yeah. Because there's so many people. And so you literally, it's hard to remember names and faces and all this, all these things, but you remember the experiences because they were traumatic. Right. And they were like heightened emotions. And yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> oh, never. You want to hate her for life now. It's okay. You can get it out. I hope you you're sorry. It. I'm not cutting it out. I hope you're sorry for what you did. <laughs> oh my God. You are such a I savage. sue her for like promotional damage because you are a boss ass bitch that's all i gotta oh say oh my god okay i think we're ready to wrap up this is the longest i've ever talked to someone <laughs> it's just so interesting we had a lot to catch up on though i know I and like uh, like you said there are definitely podcasts and i don't know off the top of my head what they're called but there are podcasts that are all about greek life and sorority culture it's such an interesting topic. Um, if you found this interesting at all, I think you should look into those. They'll be in the show notes, um, the titles of the podcasts and stuff. Um, there are also podcasts that just do deep dives into stuff like this. And it seems like that's kind of what this podcast is turning into. I don't really know what this podcast is yet. We're figuring it out along the way. <laughs> but um, I love episodes like this where we get to do dives into experiences that not everyone knows about because sorority culture is so fucking unique. Katie's also going to put my YouTube channel in the Yes, stories in the YouTube show notes. channel. And don't you have a um a book Twitter like a Oh, um don't I give me like my I Twitter. See... Well, what do you I want? have like an Instagram. I have like a an Instagram like just for my YouTube channel if that's what you mean. Yeah. Story is like a book influencer. Um, Oh my God. Tell them about it. Like, that sounds so lame, doesn't it? Because most people are like, it sounds super cool. Well, I mean, basically, I, yeah, I talk a lot about books, um, like recommending books, reviewing them, like a lot of like fun content, though, Um, like vlogs and like hauls, recommendation lists, stuff like that. But I talk about streaming as well. Cause I'm just like obsessed with streaming, like mm-hmm. Netflix, Hulu, Disney, mm-hmm. HBO, that, that type of shit. So it's, it's kind of like an entertainment channel, but it's ma- mainly books. What would um, you say your areas are your like content areas? Like what type of books, what type of streaming services? Oh God. I literally, I hate that question because I like every genre. I think the only genre I don't read is like, um, like I don't read thrillers sort of thing yeah but I read like literally everything else yeah um but yeah I I basically I just do fun like bookish and streaming content I guess so it's like yeah like vlogs hauls um specific recommendation yeah you I was just gonna say you do a great job at recommending things um for people my age um because I know that things you've recommended I've read or watched and I've always been super interested in them so you know Aww. 10 out of 10 would recommend following <laughs> story so that you can know what to read what to watch what to do I'm like she tells so you happy. what to do with your life <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let me influence your entire life <laughs> 
let me influence you. Join my <laughs> sorority, and I will. Can't believe you just you called me an influencer. You called me a book influencer. God, <laughs> I'm a creator, Katie. A I'm a creator, creator. an entertainer, just a <laughs> yeah. creative person. I love creative people. I love young creatives. Um, too they're just the most innovative i love our generation i feel like they're the most innovative i'm proud of us <laughs> <laughs> if you're a millennial out there i love you <laughs> all right buddy thank you so much for being on yeah thanks for having me this all is right. fun like we said um all of stories like socials and stuff will be in the show notes and is there anything you want to leave them with <laughs> Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. You're like, don't ever join a sorority. <laughs> um, no, not really. Just listen to more of, of Katie's episodes. She's um, a great person, in person <laughs> as well as a great person. the phone. <laughs> you sound like you're giving a bridesmaid speech. <laughs> I really like the one of Thank you and you. Cassidy. Thank um, you. I thought that was funny. But... Katie's a great person in person and through your phone. So she is, I can vouch. Yeah, all sorts of formats. <laughs> all right. Thank you, man. All right. Bye. bye.